Hey, this is Rich. This is Cass. This is Jacob. This is Luke. Yes, yeah, it's Emilia. Salut, c'est Jonathan Mercier. Bonjour, c'est Jonathan Mercier. Bonjour, c'est Jonathan Mercier. Welcome to the Hillsong Creative Micropod. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Rich Langton here. Uh, well, it might not be morning for you, but it is for me as I'm recording this. Uh, it's great to have you on the Micropod, the Hillsong Creative Podcast, uh, yet again. Thanks for joining us. It's always good to have you uh, on the podcast and on the journey with us. Um, as you might know, if you've been listening for a while, we had a short, well, a little break uh, for a few weeks, uh, and we were back last week with our first episode for the season. And uh, if you didn't hear that episode, uh, go back and check it out. I, I felt it was uh, something I wanted to share with you guys as our team and as our community of creatives, uh, all about the joy of the Lord. But here we are this week uh, for another episode, uh, which I think is going to be a great one for this season. I'm not sure where you find yourself, but uh, here in Australia, where we are, we are all over the show. And, uh, and I think in this episode, it's going to be a reminder that no matter what the season, uh, we can still, uh, we should be still praising the Lord, still reading the words, still uh, continuing on in our calling and in our faith. So with this message uh, that you're going to hear, it's from Cass, uh, Cass Langton, who's my wife, but also who's our creative, global creative pastor. She spoke at Team Night just a couple weeks ago, and uh, we felt to share it with you uh, again uh, so that you can hear what's happening with us, but also so you can be encouraged in the message. It was a good one, and, uh, and we believe it'll be an encouragement. So jump in uh, to the message, enjoy it, and uh, as always, don't forget to subscribe um, to join us on the podcast. It helps us with visibility, and, uh, and it helps to grow the community that, uh, that we're growing here. So uh, I hope you enjoy this message. I hope you join us on the journey, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. to see you all. Um, tonight, you get to hear from me. I get to share with you, which is pretty nice. And I believe that our team are watching from Sweden to Tasmania, from Bali to Perth. And so shout out to all the guys and to all of our team. You know, it is a different season and we are missing you, but I am glad that tonight I get to be here. So I just thought that I would bring you a story from the farm because I love farm stories. Um, at the moment, we are gardening. Like, uh, I don't know about you, but we have time on our hands and we have land. And so we've been trying to work out, like, how do you draw distinctions between home and work and living where you work and working where you live and all those sort of things. And some people walk. Well, I have decided that I'm going to become a gardener and it is not my natural bent. It is Katie Dodson's, but it is not mine. So I have um, subscribed to a whole lot of websites. I have been mail ordering plants. Like, I am like the ultimate Martha Stewart or whatever you want to call them. Everything might be dead in about two weeks, but at the moment it's going well. And so I bought props because what is team night without props? So here's the deal because it looks prettier this way. Um, over the last few weeks, we've been doing some work. We have an apricot tree down the back and it's incredible. It um, is beautiful. Rich bought it for me as a gift when we first moved into the farm and we planted it. We've had a little bit of success with fruit, but not a lot. Anyway, my mother-in-law has been living with us, all the details because you need it. And um, 
she has been helping me to prune. So she pruned the apricot tree and she um, actually hacked it to smithereens, if you're allowed to say that. And beside the apricot tree, there are just these pile of branches. Now she knows what she's doing, I don't. But there are these piles of branches. And um, I started to watch them all fall off the tree and I thought, oh, that was interesting. It was lovely, went away. And a couple of days later came back And when I came back, I was shocked because on the floor, all these branches had started to blossom. And there was all this life on all of these pieces of wood that were now um, severed from the branch. And they were bearing, like they were blossoming. Can you see them? Can you actually see that there are flowers on this? And like on some of them that are now down there, there are green shoots and there's all sorts of life coming from them. And it shocked me because I realised that it is possible sometimes for us to continue to look great and pretty and to bear flowers and to prosper even when we are severed from the vine. Like I know this is a biblical principle, stick with me. Um, But what it made me think of is that sometimes the energy and last year's investment continues to yield in a season that we're not in. Now hold that thought because at the same time, my mail order arrives. And this is what turns up in boxes. I paid good money for roses and they're called bare-rooted roses. And they arrived like this. And they're pretty much dead sticks. And they don't look pretty and they don't look alive. But the instructions tell me that I should take them, soak the roots and then plant them deep in dirt. And that as I plant them in dirt, nothing is going to happen for a long time, but it will begin to bear roots. And the roots will begin to um, form under the surface in the dark and in the dirt. Now, here's the deal. In this season, I've actually probably been more guilty of being the apricot tree than I have being the roses. I've sat in this COVID season and I've thought about all the great times that we've had together, all the incredible team nights, all the amazing times that we have been in these moments where God's spoken to us. And I've relived like, you know, the midnight massives that we've had at WCC. And I've thought about the green rooms and I have um, looked at my Bible, at the things that I've highlighted in the past and I've gone, Gee, God, they were, they were great seasons. And I've wanted to live off that revelation. I've wanted the energy of that season to actually bear fruit in this season. And I don't know if you've been like me, but I've found myself going, wow, this is a pretty interesting season to put down roots in this season when we're not gathering, when we're not together, where I have to take responsibility for encouraging myself in the Lord, where I actually have to get some impetus behind my own Christian faith is a lot of hard work. It's actually sometimes not so fun. Gabe Kelly's not there in the green room or Dean Usher telling me what the revelations of God have been like this week. Instead, it's like all on me and Monday morning comes around pretty quick and on a Sunday night I go, this week, I'm going to get right into it. I'm going to walk and I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray and I'm going to do all this stuff. And I find myself going, the work of creating roots for a new season is actually hard. It's actually not so much fun. But I don't want to live off last year's revelation and try to bear fruit in this season. Because, you know, last year's investment won't endure. And I've been thinking lots about where in the Bible do we find out how we should navigate 2020? What are we meant to do with this year? How do we actually choose to be um, rose bushes that have deep roots that go down into God and not just um, 
a whole lot of pretty stuff left over from when we used to gather together. And I ended up thinking about these verses and you know them well, though the fig tree doesn't blossom and there is no fruit on the vine. And I started to turn those verses over in my head over and over and over and it led me straight to Habakkuk. And Gabe Kelly laughs at me because he goes, you love the minor prophets and I really do. And I wanna tell you about Habakkuk because I think he's about to change your life tonight, team. I think you're about to find something pretty incredible because there's this guy and in 605 BC, he writes a letter. And he writes a letter at a time in history where he tells that he's suffering great anxiety, that where he finds himself is actually in a personal crisis. Everything seems to be going wrong. He's having the year that he doesn't want to have. He's shocked. He's discouraged. He looks around him and he goes, everywhere I look, evil is prospering and God appears not to be in control. He's been crying out for revival. He's actually been like us. God, send revival. Lord, send it now. Move of your spirit, heaven, break out. He's been going revivals in the air and he's been declaring it everywhere. And the more he declares revival, the more things go wrong and the more the wheels start to fall off. And he finds himself living in a society in a year that he couldn't change. And there's social upheaval and there's economic decline. In fact, that thing about though the fig tree doesn't blossom, there's no fruit in the vine, though the flock be cut off from the fold and the fields yield no fruit. He's going, there actually is no prosperity left in the country that he lives in. And you know, I don't know about you, but that sounds really familiar to me. Nothing is normal to him. And so he starts the book with a couple of words and they're these, how long, O Lord? How long, O Lord? And if I'm honest with you, I've had so many coffees over the last few weeks with lots of you. And the question is this, how long? How long till we meet together? How long do we have to wear masks for? How long is the lockdown going to last in Melbourne? How long are we going to be locked out of the Queensland borders? How long until we can gather together? How long until it begins to feel normal again? How long is it going to feel topsy-turvy on my inside and I just don't know how to get right? How long am I going to feel tired and exhausted? How long do I have to work from home for? How long do I have to educate my kids and be a homeschool mum? How long until we can actually begin to play together again and sing and and do church like it's familiar? How long do I have to keep watching services on a Sunday on the screen? How long do we keep having to have these Zoom meetings for? And I feel like that is the question that we've been asking, how long? And that's Habakkuk's first start. He says, how long, O Lord? But the truth is, is that this minor prophet He knows some things and he learns a way through a season that I think could teach us something. And Bobby often says to the girls, if my journey could teach you anything, and then she goes on to tell what it was. And I wanna go, if Habakkuk's journey, if this minor prophet could teach you anything, then tonight I just wanna give you three, three simple thoughts for how to navigate 2020, where we find ourselves right now at the moment and how we're gonna come through as a creative team. So if that's okay, get your pen in your hand and let's go. I wanna talk to you. If a minor prophet could teach you anything, if Habakkuk's life could teach you anything, if you could become a rose bush in this season, then what you need to remember is this. Number one, remember your roots. Remember your roots. You see, Habakkuk's a prophet, but he's speaking to Judah and Judah is a tribe of praise. And after he's gone through all of his laments and all of his questioning of God and everything, he returns to something that is so familiar to Judah, he returns to a song. 
and He calls them back to remembering who they were. He reminds them that they are Judah, that they are the tribe of praise, that though everything doesn't look like what it's meant to, there are some things that they should remember. In fact, his song is in chapter three, you find it and you should go and read it after this, but it starts like this. Lord, I have heard of your deeds. I stand in awe of your fame in my day and in my time, renew them, make them known all over again. And he calls Judah back to remembrance. He goes, remember whose you are. Remember your gods, remember what He's done, remember who He is and remember what He's capable of. But this is the coolest thing. Right at the very start of His song, it says this. It says, a prayer slash song of Habakkuk. And then there's this strange little word. And this word is used twice in the Bible and it is called Shiganoth. I might pronounce it wrong, but Gabe Kelly and I have checked it over and over. It is unique. It is in two places in the Bible. It is in Habakkuk 3 and it is in Psalm 7. In Psalm 7, it says it's a Shiganoth of David. And both of these chapters, they talk about a life that is upside down and topsy-turvy. It talks about when, when life is chaotic and out of control, when there are fires and floods and bears, when things don't look like what they need to look like. But at the end of both of these songs, there's this resolve. And they say about this word that there's no, quite, uh, no right interpretation or something that does it justice really. But what it is, is it's a song of strong emotion, erratic wandering, wild tumult. It's a song of dire trouble into praise, but it is this impassioned triumph and praise in deliverance. And what Habakkuk is doing is he is reminding Judah who they are and calling them back to their roots. And tonight Hillsong Creative, I want to remind you who you are in your lounge rooms and in your bedrooms, wherever you find yourself. And I want to call you back to this, call you back to praise. You know, we are Hillsong Creative. We are founded on praise and deliverance, on triumphant songs. You are Judah. You have led our church time and again in praise of God. And I wanna remind you of your roots. Your roots are shout to the Lord. Your roots are mighty to save. Your roots are great Southland of the Holy Spirit. You are rooted in worship. You are a people who are grounded in the praise of the Most High God. And you need to remember tonight that that call and that mantle on your shoulders, it does not disappear with one rough year. It doesn't disappear because we're not gathered together or meeting. You need to remember who you are, who you are called to be, what God has put on the inside of you. And you need to remind yourself so that we can remind our church you need to remind yourself because you need to remind your family and you need to remind yourself because you need to remind your friends. We are a singing people. Song matters to us. You know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he is an incredible theologian. He writes this about music. He said, music will help to dissolve your perplexities, to purify your character and your sensibilities. And in times of care and sorrow, it will keep a fountain of joy alive in you. Your music song has the capability of doing that. It says that God sings over us. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves to sing again, to let the music come back to your homes, to ignite a fountain of joy within you. Secondly, in this season, 
The second lesson from Habakkuk is this, you need to persevere through patience. You know, verse 16 says this, yet I will wait patiently. And in this song, what it goes on to say is, he's waiting patiently for the season to run its course, for God to do what He's gonna do. And I wanna tell you that time belongs to the Lord. It doesn't matter how much you wanna rush this season or get through it or come out the other side. The truth is God is orchestrating everything. He is having His way and He is working everything together for good. I talked to Brad Seahausen last night. He goes, Cassie's not just working everything um, together for good, the good and the bad. He's working the big and the small together. And COVID is small and racial injustice is big. And God is weaving them all in this season together for His good. And so we actually have to let this season run its course. We've got to let God do what He wants to do in it. You know, the Bible says over and over, I waited patiently for the Lord and He heard my prayer. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Those who wait will find God ready to meet them and engage with them. You know, the truth is, is that with my roses in the garden, I've planted 14 of them already. And everything in me, every day when I go out to check them, I want to look under the surface to see if the roots are taking shape, if they're actually growing like they're meant to. I want to rip this thing out of the ground and just check if everything's happening like it's meant to. And I think the trouble with waiting is that we get so impatient. You know, in this season, it's really easy to think about what other options you have, whether you should uproot yourself. It's easy to get restless, to want to do something, be somewhere else, go somewhere, move somewhere, do something else. It's really easy in this season to actually just get complacent and mediocre in the wait. But waiting is active. Waiting is acknowledging that God is in the timekeeper and that He has set the pace and the rhythm and that we actually have to do the course of time with Him in order for spring to return again. And so I want to tell you, persevere in patience. Give in to God. Let Him know that you trust Him with the season that we find ourselves in and that you're committed to doing the work of putting your roots down deep, of waiting for what He's going to bring forth. Because there will be summer. There will be another side of this. And if we do not give up hope, then spring will come. And then finally, the third thing that you can learn, this is the best thing. And if I could call this message anything, this is what I would call this message. I would call it, yet will I rejoice. Because the third thing is this, rejoice in your Redeemer. I think it's pretty interesting because we are, like I said, a singing community. We write a lot of songs. But Habakkuk unlocks a key that I think is critical for all of us right now. And it's, we just don't rejoice. We're not singing songs about what's going to happen. We're singing songs and rejoicing in something far greater and something far more. We are rejoicing in God. We are rejoicing in our Redeemer. That verse says this, though the fig tree does not blossom and there is no fruit on the vine, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joyfully rejoice and hope in the God of my salvation. He, the Lord, the sovereign God is my strength. He will strengthen my feet like the feet of a deer and enable me to tread on heights. You know, Hillsong Creative, we rejoice in God. We have written great songs before of testimonies of what God's done. We've told stories about how He's healed us, how He's set us free, how He's given us a job, how He's done. I love all the things that God does. But more than what God does, I love who God is. 
I love what He's like. I love that He is our strength. I love He is passionate for us. I love that He is the one who is anchoring our soul in Him and our hope in Him. I love that when we rejoice, we rejoice because of God's majesty, because of His grace, because of His goodness, because of His beauty, because of His character and His nature, because He is trustworthy and He is true, because He does not lie, because He is everlasting. He is from the beginning until the end because He is completing His story His way. And so tonight, if I can remind you of anything, it is we are gonna get through this season rejoicing in who God is, rejoicing in the greatness of God. The truth is for Habakkuk, he didn't get his will and his way. If he had of what happened would never have happened, but he surrendered himself to God's will and God's way. And it reminds me of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, where at the end of everything, He said, Lord, not my will, but Your will be done. And the truth is, that wasn't a declaration of defeat or despair, but it was a resolve that there is victory in trusting in the goodness and the greatness of God and letting His plan work out its will and its way. You know, Jesus said at the end of all of that, for the joy that was set before Him, He endured the cross. And so creative team tonight, I wanna remind you again, that we should be a people that remember our roots, that we are a people of praise grounded in worship of God, that we will persevere in patience. We will let God have His way in this. And finally, we will rejoice in our Redeemer, not in our circumstance, not in what we've got in our hand, not in the the intangibles and the things that we wanna see but in who God is in our life. And we will make a concerted effort that in the dark, we will put our roots down until He brings life forth in us. And I actually believe without a shadow of a doubt that this season, this time is given to us. And if we are diligent, we will create such incredible beauty from the deep places in God. I said to the girls at Sisterhood this morning, I've been meditating on Isaiah 45.3 and it says that God has put treasures in the dark places, secrets hidden so that we would find them and know that He is the Lord our God and He calls us by name. Now, regardless of what this year has looked like, I believe that there is treasure, secrets hidden in those places. And you should go on a treasure hunt. You should find them and rejoice in the goodness of God. And so let me pray for you. Father, I thank You for this team. I thank You that Your hand is on them. God, You know what 2020 has been like for us. You have seen businesses decimated. You have seen lives feeling like they are shattered and torn apart. You've seen people actually joy God in more time at home, more family time, find peace and stillness in it. But Father, I pray for this team right now, wherever we are, from Bali to Sweden, from Perth to Tasmania, Newcastle, God, wherever we are, would You come meet us? Would you remind us again that you have called us and your call is irrevocable. That God, you are working everything out in this season. And I pray that you would find us rejoicing in you, God, lifting our head heavenward, not looking beautiful because of past seasons, but eager to do the work of this season to meet you and encounter you. We love you with everything, God. Help us not to get so busy in the doing that we forget about the being. We are Your people and we surrender. 
God, right now I pray for creatives in our team. I pray for an, a new anointing of creativity. Lord, I think of Ben Hastings. I pray that you would give him songs for this season. I think of Dean Usher and the Melbourne team that are um, in the ISO, God, yet again, that they are behind closed doors and they are locked in. I pray that they would find such freedom, such joy and such hope in this moment. God, I pray that you would stir our hearts again heavenward. For our film and TV team, God, begin to stir in them stories that they can tell in this season to keep people buoyant, to keep their hope up. Lord, I thank You for our CT team. I thank You for new buildings that are coming online. I thank You for people who have been diligently labouring over online church. I pray, God, that You would refresh them and that You would encourage them. And God, for people in our team who just actually don't know what to do with themselves who haven't known how to use their gifting or what you've put in them. Lord, I pray right now that they would become the most passionate worshippers in secret places. Lord, that you would carve out space for them in their houses where you encounter them by your Spirit. Lord, fill our homes with music again. Fill our mouths with songs of joy. And Lord, guide us through. We commit to you all over again and we surrender to your goodness. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. And we're going to go to Microlabs now, but as you go, I wanted to share with you a song that Eric Legero and the Swedish team have been writing. And I want to encourage you to write songs in this season, to tell stories in this season and stir your creativity. Become people who are actually on mission again. And may you find Jesus waiting for you in it. So let Eric sing over you and minister to you. And I pray that it blesses you as much as it has me. Have a great Microlab team. We'll see you on Sunday in church or Friday in Brisbane. Love you lots. Make sure that you're watching out for the mixtapes on a Wednesday where we're communicating everything with you about what is happening in this season. Love you lots. See you in the chats. Grace and peace. As fast as I can Trying to carry this world Within my two hands Drifting farther away From where my heart Was always meant to be And I've been busy With all my own things and tasks Fully focused on what I never will last Once again I have found myself Here in this place Lord help me see that all I need and all I need is you. Jesus, all I need and all I need is you. Jesus, I'm a of your hands. Yeah, you care for my heart like a very close friend. Not a moment that has come by that you don't want the best for me. And everywhere that I go, you will always be there. And whenever I call, Lord, you answer my prayer. Every moment I can, I rest.
Your grace will always carry me. And all I need, and all I need is you. Jesus, all I need, and all I need is you. All I need and all I need is you. 